With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news, and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with Lee McQueen, Boy, Jamie Lee. Brand, and Chris Callum. We're going to have a good show tonight. No Ricky Sacks, no Twitter, no transfers. We're going to be loads of transfers. We've still got Jamie in the house. Still got with... Jamie. I thought we could have a night off. The transfer window, the European transfer window has closed. We're talking strictly football, even though it is the international break. Has that come at the right time? Of course, tonight we're going to be talking all about the North London derby. Are they pleased that it is the international break? How was August for Spurs? We're going to be looking at the Champions League squad. The third kit has launched. But of course, tonight we have to start with the weekend's North London derby and what a derby it was. 2-2 at the Emirates, a brilliant game. Also, we want your view, so you can tweet us at Love Sport Radio and call us on 0208 70 20 558. Let's start then. We have to start with a massive game on the weekend, 2-2. Mm. Firstly, was it two points dropped or one point gained? Leo, I'll start with you. Well, I think, uh, good evening, everybody. Hello, boys. How are you? <laughs> Happy birthday to Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Yeah, do you get me, Chess? Tottenham Hotspur Football Club today, 137 years old. Mm. And what an amazing journey it's been. And, uh, yeah, coming back to North London Derby, that was a bit of a journey as well, wasn't it? Said it was going to be a little bit of a basketball match. You yeah. have a shot, we have a shot. Kind of turned out that way. Uh, I think my prediction was stupidly nil-nil. <laughs> <laughs> and it went 2-2. So, to answer your question... I think in the context of the actual game, um, if you'd have offered me a 2-2 before the game, I'd, I'd have taken it, if I'm honest, mm. uh, to go away to the Emirates and to the Etihad in the space of two weeks and get two points um, or not lose. I, I think it's a good start for Spurs. Um, having said that, the context of the game went 2-0 up and uh, and you're thinking, that, hang on a minute, I mean, we're creating a lot of chances here. So, I mean, Leno's pushing them all out. He couldn't catch the ball. Um, lots of good saves, Son scoring, you know, and you're thinking, well, we could have him here. And then, my word, 
Danny Rose, Davinson Sanchez, just yeah. comical at the back of errors. And, you know, and Arsenal get back in it. So in the context of the game, I think it's two points dropped, to be honest. Well, two points dropped. We know that football never works out quite how we predict it. Lee said if he was told that it would have been 2-2, two, two, he would have taken it. But in the context of the game, he's not happy that it was 2-2. Two, two. Chris, we haven't spoke to you for a while. Was it two points dropped for you as well when it was away from home? Definitely. Um, the fact that you go 2-0 up at your North London rivals, you know, Arsenal, no matter what, what we all say about our rivals, they're a big club. And when you go 2-0 up like that, you should win the game away from home. For sure. And and I think that's against anyone though, isn't it, Chris? If you're 2-0, yeah. forget that it's your rivals or big six, whatever you mm. want to say. Yeah. If you're 2-0 up in a football game, what Spurs want to achieve this season have to be holding on from 2-0, don't they? But 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 the amount of Arsenal fans I spoke to before before the game, every Arsenal fan were expecting to, you know, yeah. be cruising to win the game very, very comfortably. A lot of Tottenham fans who I spoke to, they would have taken a draw before the game. But the fact that you go 2-0 up there. Pochettino needs to just say, "Look, we're tuning up. Close the shop, and you know, ten men behind the ball." I don't, you know, I don't like Tottenham playing boring football, and I've been brought up with this entertaining football that Tottenham Hotspur play. But sometimes you just need to kill the game and just yeah. get the three points. And I'm just, I, I felt really disappointed. I, it, it felt like, like a loss to me. Well, it might have felt like a loss, Jamie. It was two points drop. It was a yeah. point at the Emirates. Where do you stand on it? Yeah, for, for sure. It was, as, the, as the guy said, I think it definitely was two points dropped. It feels for me as though Arsenal were kind of there for the taking. I think defensively, they were kind of all over the shop and you saw we were really getting in behind them um, when we were having chances. Um, I think in attack, they weren't they weren't great because even defensively, we were so poor, but still, they weren't really creating much. So I think on our day, Spurs would have beaten them. And I think it's a, a big miss to have so many players out. I think we didn't have, you know, Deli Alli wasn't starting. You know, didn't have Lucas Moura featuring. Um, Marin Sessegnon injured Don Bale. So I think there was a lot of players missing. So on our day, I think that was a game that Spurs would have won and, and seen out. So, um, yeah, I'm disappointed in the end. Ricky Sack said last week, going in. Ricky, Ricky. <laughs> he said, going in into the game, going into this derby, he said, the one thing Spurs have to do, we have to start fast. Spurs did that. They got that goal. It was a little bit of five, six minutes pressure from Arsenal to start that game, but they soaked up. They went 1 0 up. They went 2 0 up. And from that moment on, you mm. knew that Arsenal were going to attack and try to get back in the game. But almost, instead of killing the game off, what you said, Chris, Spurs seemed to me mm. like they took their foot off the pedal. Was that truly? Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I think the thing that really frustrated me the most is conceding a stroke half-time um, and then Kane hitting the post straight after that as well. Could have you been kn- so different. You, 100%. And you know yeah. that by conceding uh, um, right the in the manner we did, I mean, yeah. I don't know if it was a Cruyff term that Sanchez was trying to do, he was just faffing about yeah. with the ball as normal, halfway halfway in his own area, um, as normal as as, as the most Spurs defenders do now. And it, and it allowed that free kick to happen that Sissoko gave away because... Sanchez gave the ball away. It's a series of plays. So, you know, the, the free kick comes in. Lloris does pretty well, actually, to get it out of the way of, um, uh, of you know, of the box and clear the danger. And then what are we doing, Danny Rose? I'm sorry, I'm not having it. You are a world-class uh, left-back, yeah, two seasons ago, three seasons ago, as my stats will tell you, right, right when I think, and um, a bit later on. And uh, he's he's got this ball, and yeah. he, all you're thinking, clear it. 
clear it. You, you clear could, it. You could just and tell. He just though. knew. You could just tell. He just walked into Guendouzi, yeah. and now big but, old hair fella. He just rocks up and went, "Oh yeah, I will take that, thanks." I think they panicked, didn't they? They panicked, panicked really because I think there was a massive uh, shouts of handball, and you could just tell from that moment on they were really going to panic. You and, just um, knew that it was going to go, and yeah. that for me, so it was the manner in which we, um, you know, that we, you know, we conceded that goal. Because look, don't get me wrong, I thought I think Lacazette, and I've said this on the show many times. I know, I know, it's a Spurs fan show, but I think Lacazette and Aubameyang are our class. I yeah. do think they're a class yeah. out. They score a lot of goals, and they, they were the thorn in our side again last uh, last um, last weekend, both of them. Yeah. But and it was a good finish, right? He had to jink around, whatever. But it was just panic. It was like pinball at some stage. You think they were definitely the two key moments, though, Lee? Of, For sure. Uh, that you know, if Tottenham would have went in at halftime two 0 yeah. I think or, we win the game. Or Harry Kane's uh, shot against the post would have gone in. We'd have definitely gone on to win the game. Mm, well, what sure. do you, Chris, think? What do you think the half-time team talk was? Because they always say it's it's the worst time to concede a goal is on the stroke of half-time. But I also felt that Tottenham conceding that goal could play into Tottenham, Tottenham's hands in the sense that Arsenal have to still chase the game. They have to attack, which is going to make them very open at the back. You know, when Spurs counter, you know, they're one of the best counter-attacking teams. That could play into Spurs' hands a little bit, but it never really quite happened that way, did it? Well, the, the first half, we could have killed the game off. And, sure. and Pochettino mm. kept uh, pointing, and, and, and shouting to the team, saying the space, because the amount of space and uh, the, the, the creativity in the first half from Tottenham I thought was very, very good. And, and that's, that's probably why I felt so disappointed, because it was a very, very good first half from Spurs, yeah. particularly against Arsenal. Mm. Well, yeah, it was agree. a good first half. We was wondering, you know, Spurs have maybe had a slow start to the Premier League season, haven't looked their best of late, but they did start fantastic in that 45 minutes. But they just couldn't keep it up for that 90 minutes, could they, Jamie? I think one thing that, that Spurs had a lot of success with was on the counter, as you said. Um, now, one substitution that I was <laughs> thought was going to happen, we, well, were, we, we were saying, um, it just felt really odd that Mora didn't come mm. on. Um, you know, it seemed like a, the perfect opportunity. Yeah. You know, he's proved that he's so great on the counter with his pace. Um, he did that against City in the Champions League last year. So it Done was it against really... City this year, 19 exactly, seconds. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah, it was sure. um, it was odd that you know he didn't. He was kind of like the obvious substitute to bring on. So um, I was disappointed that that wasn't something that Pochettino did during the game. It's, it's... More, more only scores against big clubs. Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> nice, Ten nice. minutes in and we got the first <laughs> dig. There we are. Banner. Still an hour, <laughs> hour and fifty minutes ago. Just coming back to it, and, and, and the lads make a really good point. I mean, I think the other thing for me as well is that you know. When when you look at and that was the Audi Cup or whatever, but when you look at our preseason, you look at how we were how we were setting up. Moore was playing or Lucas was playing, and and he was pressing from the front. Yeah. And we were saying before, I was I was with a good friend of mine, Lance. Um, and, and a client actually of mine today in, in the city was just chatting about Spurs he's a Spurs fan as well and he was sort of saying what's happened to the high press and I just wanted to throw it out there to, to the listeners as well 0208 70 20 558 if you want to get in touch and talk to us about that as well but you know, lads is it, is it Harry Kane's ankles that's what I was thinking is it thinking, because he, he yeah. didn't seem like he was do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. run it like high press and yeah. I think if you nick the ball high especially against Arsenal how high their back line was I mean you're in all day long do you think that Harry Kane is yeah. actually suffering worse yeah. from the injuries he's had? Because his mobility is a bit of an issue since he's come back. Is that what you're saying then, Lee? Yeah, I, I think that's the case. I, do think that's, I definitely do think that's the case. I think, um, you know, he's had such a tough year. He's had two major ankle in injuries. Mm. Um, so he does have to be careful. I think a lot of, we said on the show... He's played a lot of games as well. Um, for, for England and, yeah, and but he loves for that. the last two years. He, he, I know, he, I know. he loves it. And, and the, the one thing for me I think is missing is the service to him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm with that. I, I think with that. I mean, um, on uh, Sunday it was the first time 
that the, my favourite front four that I famously come on last week and has been banging on about the whole time, like best front four in the Premier League. It was the first time that they yeah. was on the pitch together yeah. since I think what They've you pointed out, Jamie, to Everton. Yeah, it was true though because Delhi's been injured. Kane was injured twice with his ankles last season. Yeah. Then you've Ericsson's been the man that's kind of you know been in the, the side the whole time. You've had Son that's been basically jetting around the entire world last year with all the different things that he's been doing. I think the last time them four played the full yeah. game together I don't remember I think it was Everton when we smashed them 6-2 exactly Lee and like you said about pre-season um, it's not a, it's not really a proper pre-season yeah. with our preferred first 11 yeah, because it's never sure. like that players, no, no. players are injured players are out players you know players like Danny Rose stayed at home yeah it's Davinson didn't go. It's a very, of, uh, it's a very uh, funny start. It's a very, very funny start to the to, to the Premier League season. And, and as we saw in the Aston Villa game, very slow start in the first half. I know we turned it around through our quality, but. Yeah. They didn't get enough pre-season together, in, in my opinion. For sure. And I mean, what's quite interesting is Tottenham have now dropped 42 points from winning positions in the Premier League against Arsenal. Uh, that's 11 more than any other, uh, against any other side in the competition. How concerning is that stat from a mentality perspective? I mean, we're, we're getting rinsed, basically, by, by Arsenal. I think we're, we're starting to learn. I think after that Champions League game, we uh, sorry, the Champions League run, we kind of learned how to, how to play again, you know, to go to these massive t- clubs um, and grind out a result. I think we did that against Manchester City, where we were, you know, we're under so much pressure, and we managed to keep them out. Um, so I think we we're starting to learn how to do it in different, um, you know, in different games when we're going to the big clubs. Um, but yeah, it's, it's you know, it's something that, that that does concern me a bit. That you know, I felt as though there was a lack of belief as well on the on the weekend, maybe in some. Interesting as well. And the other thing as well for me is the defence. Um, I've got some stats later when yeah. we come on to um, talking about kind of Spurs and how we've changed and all that sort of stuff. I love, a, I love do love a stat, but when you when you look at the defensive side of the game. And I raised this, I think, last week as well. I just want your thoughts on it, especially you, Chris, because we ain't spent you for a bit. But are we coaching? Are we actually doing set plays on the on the field? I mean, you look at the Newcastle goals, horrific. It's so different. Isn't it? Like, what is happening here? Well, you go back a couple of years, you had Carl Walker and Danny Rose, and whenever one of them would go down the wing, you you would almost guarantee that a goal was going to be scored (laughs) because. Uh, the speed, um, the assist, they, they, they were absolutely fantastic. It's very, very different now. Danny Rose, we've got a, like a Danny Rose of, I don't know, 10 years ago. It's, For it's, sure. It's, yeah. He's not the Danny Rose that we know. Um, Carl Walker-Peters, as much as I like him, young player, um, he's not good enough, is he? No. he, he no. He's, he, he's not, prem, you're not, you know, you're not going to win the Premier League with him in the team, are you? I... I, I, I... It's a difficult one because he is one of our own, and I and I, and I champion that whole war talent piece and John Lily White Rose in doing all them for, and I, and I, you know and, and we are I love the academy players, but mm. in order to give them a chance, you, you have to give them games, perhaps but, in the future, but, but not but, now. But right now, I yeah. think inadvertently he's been forced into the lineup really for Peters yeah. because you know Foyt, I think he was the guy that that Pochettino wanted to come into the team as the right back. Um, I think as you know, it has been difficult with Nova Tongan, so Davinson Sanchez has been there. Um, Danny Rose just hasn't quite been the same player, you know, since he, since he was three years ago. So, yeah, it's been uh, difficult. Well, it's interesting, lads, as well, because I have been, been doing my research, and I'm glad that we brought this up. But he, here's the thing: I just want to quickly run through. So, arguably, uh, certainly under Pochettino, and certainly under uh, over the last ten, well, in Premier League history, let's put it that way, it is our best season in terms of a Premier League season. 2016-2017, when we was totally in the title hunt against Chelsea, we we got 86 points. Um, lost obviously a title against 93 points 
But some stats around that season, you have to look at that as a benchmark. And that was a season we was uh, we finished second. We had mm. the best defence in the Premier League. We only let in 26 goals during the entire season in the Premier League, which I thought was incredible. Um, we had the, we scored the most goals. Could not make that up. We scored the most goals, 86. We had the best goal difference, as you'd imagine, of plus 60 that season. We had 17 clean sheets during that period of time. And our goals to games ratios are um, about 2.26. Now, when you compare that to this, uh, not this season, because we've only had four games, but last season, for example, um, our goals to game ratio has gone down by um, up to 1.76 against 2.26. Um, our shots have gone down. Our goals have gone up. So we conceded 0.68 goals per game in that season last season uh, over a goal a game so so what's happened you can see the shift right from the stats mm. is that we've had less less attacking options and worse defensive options but Lee um, I know you're talking about league last year um, we got in the Champions League final for sure I am only talking about the league to, to, to and be I fair and I think but... a lot of the fans forgot about um, you know silly losses or whatever because the road to the Champions League mm. final we had a terrific time had some fantastic <clears throat> nights Ajax away oh, Man incredible. City away I'm et I'm real you know, the when, final you, itself. when you get those sorts of results at those stadiums and, and, and winning against them teams, um, the, the loss at Bournemouth, for example, is very easily forgotten yeah. because, because of that. But, but, but I think so, it only happens because of the Champions League, to be honest. It, maybe it does, but I, I was going to spin this and put this into a positive because actually a lot of the listeners now would be thinking, oh, blimey, Lee, them stats are horrific, blah, blah, blah. We got a mediocre amount of points last season. I don't even remember. It was 71, wasn't it? Well, 71. We got 86 this season I'm talking about. We still collect 13 clean sheets, right? It's it's fine margins. It's literally the amount of chopping and changing we had in defence. I kept saying it last season, didn't I? How many times I come on here? Three different goalkeepers, formation changes at the back. Da, 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 da. And we had no stability in that defensive unit, and that's what's cost us. You know, we, we let in more goals and we had more um, uh, less chances and so on and so forth, but it's only a tweak and a coach and a tune and all of a sudden we're back up there. It's nothing really to do with £80 million players. It's to do with just tweaking what we've already got to a certain degree. Well, Lee's mentioned the stats there. We're going to give Stato a minute off there to catch Sweet. his breath and to, before we can come back and work out what is going wrong with Spurs. Love sports. You're listening games. to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with Lee McQueen, Jamie Brandt and Chris Callum. We are talking everything about Spurs. We're still looking at that big <laughs> North London derby game on the weekend. We looked at the result. Was it two points drop? Was it one point? Were they happy with that? Now, though, let's look at the actual incidents from the game. Let's start with the goal because the European transfer window is over. It's finally finished. Ricky can relax. Christian Eriksen is still a Spurs player. I said last <coughs> week on the show he will still be a Spurs player. He has stayed. He got the opening goal. Are you pleased he's back in the team, scoring, playing well? Because the manager has said yeah. this has been his worst time at Spurs. Yeah. This hanging over him, it's almost hindered him, hasn't it? He just yeah. he just can't seem to escape it. Well, making that much fuss over one player, you know, that shows how highly he regards Christian Eriksen. Um, look, and if it was t- if the whole situation was totally in his control, he'd have had Christian Eriksen signed down to a you know a long term contract and made a pivotal part of his team. Um, and I know you know there's still so many supporters that still get on Eriksen's back, and it's ridiculous. Um, you know he he was fantastic. I thought he was fantastic on the weekend. I think he was our star star man. Um, you know, and hopefully now once the window is now shut, you know he can start getting regular game time and. Um, you know, obviously it's difficult the circumstances that he's still here, um, given his contract situation. But you know, I think it's just a case of trying to enjoy him now. Is, got him. is it worrying, Chris, that the manager said this is this has been his worst time, and that the situation really it's not 
over because it. we get to January and then we're going to have the same thing. He can start talking to other clubs yeah. and we'll, we'll still have months of a saga. Will he sign? Will he, won't he sign a new contract? And it, it sort of still goes on even though the window's closed. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the fact that Pochettino comes out and says them things in press conferences. I, I don't like that at all from a, from a Tottenham fan point of view. You just I do agree. Not, you do not want to see or hear your manager say things like that. But um, regarding Christian Eriksen, he's one Would of you my... prefer him then to be private or do you not appreciate Absolutely. the fact that it's just open and honest and, and he's giving you that insight into what he's thinking? The thing with Pochettino, um, I love him. I think he's a great manager. But sometimes he gives you a little bit and a lot of the time he doesn't. And you've either got to say it all or don't say anything. And the fact that he says this is his unhappiest time, you know, a couple of months after being in a Champions League final, and, and he also said as well, if Tottenham won the Champions League final, he, he, you know, to high chances he wouldn't even be manager now. I don't like comments like that. Can I just interact with you there, Chris? Because when he come out and said that bit, oh, I might not be the manager after, isn't that a lack of ambition? Utter lack of ambition. Like you win the Champions League. I don't think so, Lee. No, no, no. no hang on. From him, I'm talking about. He's talk- he's going on. He's saying, if I win the Champions League, I'm, I I I may as well quit. But hang on a minute. What happens about the Premier League? And what happens about another Premier League? What, what about happens about a, retaining what? the Champions exactly, League? Defending exactly. it? I like do it agree with you. I understand like what you it's mean. It's a little bit like a little bit of a. He talks so much about big prizes, ambition, and then he come out to say that, and I thought. Isn't that a bit of a contradiction in what, what his beliefs are? I, I get what he said, because if you've won the Champions League with a club that yeah. didn't spend a penny in 500 days, he would go down as a remarkable manager in football history. Not just Tottenham, football history. No, So I, 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 I get it. Yeah, I understand that. But Claudio Ranieri won a 5,000 to one shot with the Leicester and he might go down in history as the best, but, but he's not like the best manager in the world. Do you know what I mean? Like his ambition to be the best manager in the world, just because you win, which, which actually, by the way, is a cup competition, yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that you're the best manager in the world. And I just thought that. Could you imagine Pep saying that? I think no for chance. me, what was more worrying when he said that, I thought it's it's not the lack of ambition. I thought, but if he has a long term vision of the club, was he happy just to give it up with one of the Champions League? That's what Surely I mean, he must yeah. have laid foundation plans yeah. in place, and with a win like that, albeit the most prestigious win, surely wants to see those through and carry on for the next generation. Mm. That was what was strange to me, Chris. But but the thing I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I, it, it it kind of feels like we're starting again. You know, this is T- Tottenham 2.0. This is this is sixth season in charge. And by this yeah. point, you know, especially when we're in the Champions League and, and all, all of that, I can't speak highly about last season, about Champions League final. But the, the stadium we've got, the training ground facilities, the fantastic manager, you know, the great players we've got. This summer, or the summer just gone, was the time to really invest. And this was the time to to do it. Do you think we were going to do it all in one window? I think that's one thing I've said. I think we've done a great job in starting the rebuild, but I didn't think it was all going to be done in one window. Jamie, after the Aston Villa game, Harry Kane was saying, really yeah. important to get the three points. We've got to keep up with Manchester City and Liverpool. Hmm. Fighting talk on the opening day of the season from Harry Kane. Yeah. Love to see that. Yeah. Right? And then Lucas Moura was saying, yeah, we'll keep up with uh, Manchester City and, uh, and Liverpool. They'll be very aware of us. Harry Winks was saying the same thing. And I'm thinking... I'm loving this, loving yeah. this fighting talk yeah. from all of our players. You know, we're, we're title contenders. You know, we've got to be. If our players are saying that we're going to keep up with Manchester City and Liverpool, yeah. you know, there's real belief in the squad. Is there? Do, are, are we? Are we saying? Are, are we seeing this? Well, well I, I was after the Man City game. To be fair, <laughs> I sat on there and said that I think we're title contenders. I think the issue is, and you and you bring up a good one, is you see our World Cup winning captain and our c- club captain this week, literally yeah. yesterday, come out and say. 
we, we've blown it after four games. And yeah. you kind of just look at that and you think, well, that's not what I want to hear from my captain. So there must yeah. they must be in that environment of a the divide. attitude and, and there must be... Something wrong. It's negative. Yeah. Something's and not right. Just let's go back to that because it's you good, genuinely believe shout. after four games that it is over because that to me seems yes. nonsense. No, it's, yes. it's a different it feel. It's a completely different yeah. feel. Even as a fan, you can a feel little... it. You can feel yeah. that it's different. Yeah. Well, that, Liverpool, lost, Liverpool lost one game last year. Was it one game last year? They, they lost, lost one game last year. But but look, I, I, look I'll, I'll be the optimistic one here because I, I look at it and I, and I was saying I was saying to um, uh, I was saying earlier, Spurs can go on a run unbeaten fifteen I, I games. Hundred percent. Yeah. We've seen it happen. We can do it. I've just read out all these stats. We've just got to defense. September. This is the, the best first defense in the Premier League. It can turn around. Yeah. I understand the, the negativity. You've not started great, but anything can happen. It's a long season. Lots to happen yet. We are talking, of course. We will be talking. It is Spurs birthday on this day in 1882 Tottenham Hotspur was founded happy birthday to the club we want your all-time memory your favorite all-time player get in touch with us tweet us at love sport radio or call us on 0208 70 because we're going to be talking about that next before we are still talking about the game now but get your ideas in now call us tweet us let's carry on talking about the game and I know we sidetracked on to the manager is he happy is the title over Let's talk about another incident in the game now because fans have been mixed from this. It's from fans from outside of Arsenal and Tottenham. A lot have had their talking points. It's been in the press. Harry Kane, some saying he, he's a diver. Some saying he was cheating. Some saying, no, it's not diving. You know, he's trying to win a win a foul, win a free mm. kick. This is an important part of, of football now. It's gamesmanship. Before I ask you three and to take your Tottenham uh, glasses off, I think personally... Was he was he diving? No. Was he trying to win a foul? Yes. Do I think that's cheating? No. I think that that is a big part of football now. It's you know we used to get blamed. Uh, national uh, the, the English national players would say like we don't do this enough in World Cups. We yeah. don't win free kicks. We then can't start doing it and 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 be called divers. Do I think Harry Kane's a cheat or a diver? No. Do I yeah. think that was a foul and was he trying to win a foul? I don't think it was a foul. I do think he was trying yeah. to win one. Do I blame him for that? No. Lee, what do you think on that? I think that <laughs> Harry Kane is the is the England captain. I think the man that captained England before him was Wayne Mooney. I think the man that captained before him, correct me if I'm wrong, I might be wrong here, was, was David Beckham uh, in, in between some defenders, captain and whatever. Every single person is captain. John Terry there. John Terry. For well, tournaments, yeah. Lee. John Terry. Every, well, he's, again, he's another case in point. Every single captain of England in, in, modern, uh, in the modern era has been absolutely rinsed at some stage. Yeah. Oh, of course. Whether or not it's... Uh, um, uh, it comes with you the territory. Know, for anything else. And that, that's no different here. Ka- Harry Kane does not dive. Harry Kane does what everyone else does. Yeah. You look at the yep. Bangmyang penalty in last yeah. season's Wembley. It weren't a penalty. If that ain't a penalty, it's the same thing. And if he's diving, book him. Yeah. You've got VAR, yeah. book, book him. He didn't dive. I agree with what you're saying about um, you know playing through it or whatever. But the reality of the situation is, if that happens, if if um, if Harry Kane's a defender and he's shepherded the ball out of play and that attacker pushes uh, Socrates, the attacker, and he pushes him, it's a free kick yeah. all day long. So for me, it's a penalty. I think there's a difference. I think, you know, diving, for me, that's when you have... That's a strong word. Diving, Mm. that's when when you haven't been... You know, there's no contact. I think it's also a simulation where you have Mm. been touched... Mm. But maybe you play for you're looking for something. Yeah. Diving for we me carry- is the big Tom Daly, you know, the ten point oh, the, the theatrical dive. Yeah. 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 There it. was there was clear contact. I think when you're in that situation, when you're you know you're fatigued and you get that sh- that push in the back and you're not going anywhere, I think it's, I think it's you know he's within his rights to go down. 
Um, so I do think it was a penalty. Is there an element, though, because the argument is that, you know, he's very clever, which is there's nothing wrong with it. He, you mm. know, he knows how to uh, put his back into the player. He knows where mm. the contact's coming from and the way he goes over. I don't. I think winning fouls, you know, we're, we're all for it when it's trying to slow a game down when we're ahead, trying it's to get possession back. In the but it's in circles. the North London derby. It's in the North London derby, one of the biggest games mm. of the season. If there's a slight bit of contact, like even a finger on you, yeah. you're going down. Go down. Go long. As a manager. I'd say yeah. to my players, go Surely. down. If you're in the area and you get... Listen, I don't think there's anything wrong with trying to win a foul. That's the argument I'm saying. But I'm saying... I'm, I'm definitely saying it wasn't a dive. Do I think it was a foul? No. Do I think he tried to win the foul? Yes. Is there a problem with that? No. But fact, you're saying it, it was a foul then, Chris. You're saying it was a foul and by in turn a penalty. It's 100%. Like, uh, sorry, Chris. What do you think? I didn't think it was a penalty. Uh, well, there enough. you go. But is that a free kick in the centre circle? I don't like this oh, argument. I don't, I, why, like, why don't I, I like it? I'll defend that difference. because no when we've done the first last word on Spurs, well, the first one that I'd done, and I spoke to Chris, Chris said, that, you know, the handball in the, the Champions League final, and he said, oh, it was, it was the first 20 seconds of the game. I said, well, that doesn't matter. It's, it's, if it's a handball, it's a handball, it's a penalty. All this, oh, but if, if that foul was in the in the centre circle, that's a foul. No, they're either fouls or they're not. I don't understand no, no, that. If that was a handball in the Champions League final, then that was a penalty on No, but I don't think that was a foul. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I personally don't think that that was a foul, yeah. and I, but I also don't think that Harry Kane's a diver. But I just don't think that that one incident was very a foul. subjective, isn't it? At the end of the day, yeah. draw a line under it. It's subjective. Some people like it, some people think it is, some people think it weren't. Whatever. What we I think we can all agree on is that he didn't dive. Well, if there That's is, is sure. a, yeah, if there, I, yeah, one hundred percent, I don't think he did dive. But if there is this vendetta against Harry Kane, do you think in that one incident, if it was someone else, say Moore or anyone else? Might have he got the penalty? If they, is that, does that go against Harry Kane sometimes? The refs know this because we've seen it with the Grealish incident in Aston Villa. I know that's Aston Villa. We're talking Spurs, but could this hinder well, Harry Kane? It, it shouldn't do now with VAR in place. Mm. Um, but I, I they, they did check it though, didn't they? VAR subjective, isn't it? That's why they yeah. don't do anything about it. But I'd be more worried about the uh, the Deli Alley strangle. You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, how's yeah. that not a penalty? Honestly, yeah. I, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. Does anyone think that the Xhaka on Son weren't a penalty? It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, look, there's so many incidents. It's just, I, I think people are coming at Harry Kane from completely the wrong angle. Because to me, I, I would never want to be a hypocrite. I, I can't watch yeah. England play and then when Harry Kane wins us a penalty, I'm absolutely jumping for joy. I, th- I think winning winning fouls is part and parcel yeah. of football. You, you talk about watching England, actually. Look at, think about the World Cup, how many penalties you've got in the World Cup. It's part of the reason why I got the golden boot, to be fair to him. But but we won them penalties on them corners. Remember um, Gareth Southgate and his coaching team had all the defenders lining up in a row, didn't they, for mm. set pieces? And people were just falling over or going over, getting put... Same thing. It's exactly the same thing. It's actually the Socrates one's worse because you can actually see him go to push him. Like he yeah. actually goes to push him. It's not as if like he, he he bumps into him and like puts his out. Sorry, I'm on the radio. You can't see. And he puts his kind of arms up. He actually pushes him with his left hand. It's part of the game now, and strikers will look for that. They will look yeah. for the contact. And if there's any form of contact, then they'll go down for sure. It, ask the question. The Get the referee. Ask a question. That's another to the question, though, because it's, never like the it's a physical. It's a physical game now. Any, but it should be. Not every contact is a foul. Yeah. You know, it's not like every the cricket. Push you're is watching a foul. the Ashes and stuff at the moment, at the time, uh, and people appeal. Then ah, how's that? And like you're, you're giving the umpire, how's that? Ah. And you're giving the you're giving the umpire the a decision. You're, well, you're giving the umpire a decision to make. You know, you're putting doubt in his mind. Oh, is it? Is it? Is it not? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and and that's the reality. Like Harry Kane, if he stays on his feet after getting shoved in the back quite blatantly by Socrates, then uh, uh, you know he's never going to get a penalty. 
<laughs> Jamie, do you do you think it was a penalty? I do think it was a penalty. I think he's you know he's within his right to go down. He knows he's not going anywhere. Um, I think it was a, possibly a chance for him to square it into Lacelso, but I don't think that was going to happen. Um, so I, I think he's within his right to go round, and I think it was a penalty. He thinks it was a penalty. There you it was go. a lovely penalty taken by Kane, though, wasn't it? To get to make it right, two 0 yeah. To be fair, yeah, it's a fantastic penalty taker. We are, of course are talking the North London derby next, though. We're going to be celebrating Spurs' birthday and talking all about the favourite memories. Love sports. Birthday, you are listening to, to the Spurs fan show on Love Sport Come Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. <laughs> I'm joined in the studio with singer Lee McQueen, yeah, Jamie baby. Brand, and Chris Callan. It is Spurs birthday, founded on this date in 1882. A very special show, and it is the birthday. We've been talking all about the North London derby, but that's gone. That's in the rear view mirror. Let's focus on the birthday because For sure. we want to now talk about some of your happiest memories, how mm. you come uh, to start supporting Spurs, favourite players, favourite memories, out with the bad, in with the good, Lee. For sure, and we've got some. We've got a brilliant uh, mix as well with with Chris and Jamie and myself as well. You know, different ages and different times of coming in. Mm. And actually, what what set this up is we, it got us thinking. Um, the, the the fantastic commentator that is Jonathan Pierce uh, pointed it out that um, uh, on the North London derby there were certain Arsenal fans singing ridiculously, "Stand up if you've won the league." Which is actually quite incredible because basically the whole stadium was standing up. Because I think a lot of people believe that the league and football only ever started mm. in 1992. Yeah. Um, and clearly that isn't the case. Uh, Tottenham, as most, most clubs have, got a very, very strong, rich history. And for those younger listeners and people that um, you know have only just been uh, starting to think that Aninka are the only, club, uh, only uh, owners that have ever owned the club and so on and so forth. We thought we'd, we'd share some memories. And we'd love you to get in touch as well. So 0208 70 20 558. Get in touch with your fond memories of, uh, of White Hart Lane. And I just wanted to throw it out there is I, I'm not a massive historian, but actually doing some reading, do some more research and so on and so forth. I mean, I started um, supporting Tottenham, I think I said this last week, in 1987. It was a 1987 cup After final. QPR days. QPR was... Uh, <laughs> I, was uh, I was watching QPR's... Uh, my, my best mate lived behind the training ground of yeah, QPR. You got to defend it to I know, Wesley. I know. But... But what what a lot of people won't actually know is that um, Tottenham Hotspur Football Club was actually started up by uh, a chap called Bobby Buckle um, and a bunch of schoolboys that actually played cricket for a club called Hotspur Cricket Club. And hence, that's where the name come from. And we actually started um, uh, the football club um, as Hotspur. Um, and weirdly enough, and actually quite confusing, there was another London club called Hotspur Football Club so therefore they changed the name to Tottenham Hotspur Football Club and that's hence where we were we were born um, we we turned professional um, I think and six years after turning professional we won the FA Cup and correct me if I'm wrong here lads Chris you're, you're, you're looking at me we're the only club in history non-league to win the FA Cup is that that's right? right yeah. So, 1901 so, yeah 1901 so after six years after turning professional won our first FA Cup two years previous to that we actually won our first league title um, although it wasn't in, in the professional league back then and and ultimately had a, an unbelievable rich history haven't we Chris? Unbelievable yeah I, I started supporting Spurs um, as a young boy um, when um, Gary Lineker and Paul Gascoigne played for them um, unbelievable footballers for England and for Tottenham and uh, that's how I got started most of my family support Arsenal actually uh, so oh, I, just wanted, I, yeah, I just wanted to be different 
yeah. Fair play. Well, my, my earliest memories is Coventry. Um, 97 Cup final. <clears throat> the reason why, I mean, Waddle to Allen, that first goal, uh, unbelievable header from, from Clive Allen. It took him to 49 goals that season, if anybody remembers that. And again, for our younger list, I'm looking at Jamie here. Jamie's thinking, <laughs> who's Clive Allen? <laughs> but look, the, the reality is, that, you know, things did, it did exist beforehand. For me, it was the crowd. It wasn't at the game, so I was only nine, but we, the crowd, the flags... Yeah. The atmosphere. I mean, you know, do yourself a favour, YouTube it. If you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen the shirt, we wore an all-white kit that day, and it really. And we, there was no sponsor on the shirt, and and it was just, it was just, it was incredible. I lo- absolutely loved it, and you know, we to 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 go into the game and. To, to go 2-1 up and Mabbitt was credited with a goal but I think it might have been an, an own goal from, from them and then to go to extra time and for Mabbitt to score the own goal I mean our, our king at the time Gary Mabbitt and he scored the own goal and it was heartbreaking I cried and I became a Tottenham fan and, and that's how I that's how I became a Spurs fan yeah for, for me I think my, I started becoming a Spurs fan in 2005 so I've been quite fortunate actually 2005 Martin Yell days talk to me yeah I think I was very lucky because I think that was the first year we got into Europe so yeah, I've been quite fortunate with that. Um, I think my, my earliest memory was probably that game where we... I can't believe that, my, 2005. Jamie, yeah, when I'm, were you born? <laughs> 97, 1997. Oh, OK, so. right. Um, yes, it's about yes, right, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Right. So, yes, yeah, so I remember my, my first game was the 3-2 win against Blackburn Rovers when Robbie Keane scored the goal, he flicks it over the Fantastic head. Fantastic goal. It's so, one of my favourite Keane so, goals. Yeah, so uh, that was a very good game to go to. And, um, yeah. Bunjachevich. Bunjacevic would have been in that side, so wouldn't he? See, Jamie's just right, used no, to okay. Champions League football yeah, and just... I know, I know. I've been blessed. It's quite interesting. interesting. You say, when you say that, Chris, would you say that Jamie's now being spoiled? That younger generation that Lee mentions, are they being spoiled? Because now they've they've only ever had it Whoa. good. Well, well, we had one one day Ramos. Well, I've got... I <laughs> likes that. <laughs> no, but you, you know what I mean in, in yeah, context. I know, I know, I've got a 13-year-old boy, Harry, who I took to the Champions League final, right. and he thinks that all of this is very normal. Normal. Right. Very, very normal. He, d- he don't know of the days of, you know, Tramazani and... Uh, My like word. Jason Cundy playing for us, and, you know... You know, we've had that, some awful that players That right? He, he was signed under my previous boss, and I love my previous boss, as you all know, but that was probably the worst sign he, he, under his stewardship ever. <laughs> Paolo Tremazzani, horrific. Chris, what was you, what made you support Spurs? Because you said earlier about, like, you know, your your family of Arsenal and all that sort of stuff. Was there, like, a key moment? No, or? It, was, it, 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 it was Lineker and Gaza, and it was just... Because they were amazing, weren't they? They were amazing, um, and it was the way that Tottenham played, and, and whenever I'd put on the TV and see Tottenham play, I'd be like, wow. You see, you, you see like the footage of Hoddle and stuff, and again, young, younger listeners and stuff, please, like just YouTube it, it's so awesome. Like, he'd come out with swashbuckling football and he'd have his shirt untucked, mm. wouldn't he? Yeah. And it just, it just, it just come out. I mean, some of the balls, the dinks, the chips, Waddle as well, go one way, go another way, proper wingers. We played with, you know, back then it was different. Um, and again, I'm not saying it was better than, than what it is now, but, but you know, the 80s was a rich vein of form. Lo- what a lot of people, you have to correct me for some facts here, Chris, because I might be wrong here, but what a lot of people don't realise as well is we're the first English club to do the double. Um, so the first ever English club to win uh, the FA Cup and the League Cup, uh, and the uh, League, sorry, under Bill Nick. We were also the first English club to um, to win a European trophy. Yep. Is that is that correct? Yep, yep. Um, and again, for our younger listeners, it wasn't just the Champions League, right? There was used to be three cup competitions before they changed it. Uh, some very very strong prestigious uh, UEFA um, European Cup Winners Cup, and also the um, uh, 
the, the what? UEFA Cup and the UEFA Cup as well. So you know, it was, there was there was three cup competitions, and we and we were there. Yeah, some amazing nights at White Hart Lane. So fond memories. Some amazing nights. Some amazing memories. Well, next we might just have a very special guest to tell us of their favourite memories too. Love sports. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio. It is Spurs birthday celebrating in the studio. I am joined with Lee McQueen, Jamie Brandt and Chris Callum. We're talking everything where Spurs are concerned. We were, of course, talking about the NL Derby. We're going to be looking at the Champions League squad. We're talking the third kit launch. But it is Spurs birthday. I'm delighted to say we have a very special guest on the line now. Jason from Last Word on Spurs. We're talking our favourite Spurs right, memory. Jace, what is your favourite Spurs memory? on the birthday well I think mine goes back a bit beyond Chrissy's son that's for sure so, uh, <laughs> my, my first game was 76 and my first game I can actually remember was watching us get relegated at home to Leicester oh, in the season in Division 2 and um, strangely enough that season in Division 2 was the first year that I, I really started to go week in week out type of thing and it's, it's still my favourite season watching Spurs play teams like Mansfield Town and Lake Orient and and Bristol Rovers and things like that. In the Jace, division. was we battering and, um, them? Were we like were we amazing? Like in that division? I mean, it was before my time, but we were amazing, was we? Well, we was in the top three all season, but but in typical Tottenham style, when it came to the last few games, we bottled it. I think we had Millwall at Easter and Mansfield at Easter, who were, who were bottom and second from bottom, Mansfield. and we drew both those games three three, and we ended up having to uh, <laughs> having to beat Hull at home and get a point on the last day to nick third place. So, Classic uh, Spurs. You know, we almost we almost threw it right. I think we lost one home game, which was our last home game of the season, or penultimate home game of the season, and that, that suddenly left us outside the top three. So, you know, typical Spurs style. But uh, I can remember that year because the only Saturday game I didn't go to that season was when we beat Bristol Rovers 9-0. The only Saturday game I missed. My dad was was somewhere else that day, so I couldn't go. And and strangely enough, for for football fans now, can you imagine it? Keith Berkishaw, the manager, was off scouting that day. Didn't didn't watch the game against Bristol Rovers. He incredible. was off doing a scouting mission, and we won nine nil. So perhaps he should have been scouting every day that season. For and sure, we need a rob promotion by Christmas. For sure. What but made you, nothing. Jason? What made you support Spurs? Like, what? Where, how did you get involved with supporting Tottenham? Was it a family thing and all that sort of stuff? Or yeah, it was my dad. Really, I mean, the first team that, that I really noticed was Leeds. And if you think about it, I suppose early early seventies Leeds were a, a massive club, and the, and the, the white kit. I just loved white kits and Alan Clark. I used to love it. I had the little number tag socks and things like that. Yeah. But, but then it reaches that stage where your dad says, right, come on, we're going to football. And he took me, it was a West Ham game, February 1976. I think Paul Coit went, I think Paul Coit was a week after me. He chose the QPR game and I chose the, the West Ham game. And, and that's it. Once, once I'd gone once and it was absolutely bitten into it and has been Tottenham ever since and since then the, you know my daughters have become Tottenham the wife is a Tottenham fan it just just goes on and on and on family of Tottenham mad Jace it's great to hear your Tottenham memories but while we've got you on the line it was the NL derby on the weekend we want to talk a little well, bit it wasn't the NL derby yeah, it was the it? North London derby it was a London derby it was a London derby was it two it points it can't be a North derby if one of the teams is from South <laughs> 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 alright I stand corrected I stand corrected Jace but was it two points drop or was it a point game what are your thoughts on the game I think overall you, you've got to look at it as two points drop when you're 2-0 up with 44 minutes gone and if we get into half time that's where we, we go on and, and and sort the game out and, and we pick up the three points so it was uh, that moment of madness from Danny Rose and then the rest of the defence and there was still time to clear that ball even with Danny Rose's mistake but 
once they got it to 2-1, it's that feeling of, you know, it'll come back to bite us, and that's what it did. But 2-0 up, I swear that, you know, you've got to go on and win that game. Got to go on and win that game. Yeah, yeah, we we, we talked about it earlier, and the thing is, that's where it's frustrating. You you talked about kind of dropping points at Millwall or, you know, getting a point at Hull back in 1970s, whenever it was. Um, and how much has actually changed? We're still scraping around for like, oh, getting over the line for the top four last season. I know we had the Champions League, or you know, um, looking for one one extra point here, or you know, and, and and it's and it's a worry. It's a worry that you know, all them years later, with all them different managers, it's still kind of the mentality is is, is a little bit the same. Do you know what, can you, what I think? Well, can I just ask? Yeah, that is a mentality thing as well, isn't it? Because we kind of think even now ourselves. As soon as they got it to 2-1, hmm. none of us thought we'd go on and win the game. Yeah. So it is that mentality that still has to has to change. And, and I know, Lee, you've often said it, it's the mentality of our supporters. At 2-1 at half-time, none of us really fancied us to see the game out or, or go and get the third goal. We sit there as soon as they got one and think, oh, no, here we go. It's gonna, they're going to come and score again. And once they got it to 2-2, let's be fair, how many of us thought they'd go on and win it? Probably 80% of Spurs fans thought they'd go on and win it. And it is, that's the mentality that has to change. And it, it's in the fan base as well. Jace, with, with all that said, uh, realistically, how, how do you think we're going to do this season? I still think if once, once this international breaks out of the way, then, then I certainly think we can finish third, that's for sure. But it's, it's how many points Liverpool and Man City will get above. We're going to have to beat, to get close to them, we're going to have to beat those sides, aren't we? Because they're not going to drop too many points elsewhere. So you've got to win the, the City home game. You've got to win the Liverpool home game and, and just try and tag on to it. But it'll be interesting this season. You know, I heard you talking about Christian Eriksen earlier. As the season goes on, we still probably realistically know he'll leave at the end. And so how committed will he be? And it will be interesting to see the, the influx of new players. I want to see Tottenham with Ndombele, Lo Celso and Sessignon all in that starting lineup, And then it will feel like this, this, the new Spurs side. And, and that may well be the expense of Christian Eriksen. And only then will we know how Spurs will do without Christian Eriksen and without one or two of the others. But we need those new bodies into that side to give us that kind of feeling that we are watching a new Tottenham. It could turn into a positive though, Jace, with uh, Ericsson, Absolutely. It, you know, leaving at the end of the season because essentially he's in the shop window. He's going to need to play very well and, and that might ultimately benefit us. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. I think, you know, when he goes on a free, it's not like he's got to attract a big 80, 90 million pound fee, is it? And I think probably the, the clubs that he wants to go to uh, will be speaking to him even now and they'll, they'll tell him that they'll be in at the end of the season. So it's, it's how, does he, does he want to, I know what you say, he's got to play well, but there's, there's always that thing of, do they really risk getting the big injury? And will you see that? Because let's be fair, we saw it at the back end of last season, didn't we? If Christian Eriksen towels off like he did last season and it goes into this year, you know, like I said, I want Lo Celso and Sessignon and Ndombele to come in and with Mora, Son, Deli, Kane, I'd love us to be Sorry. leaving Christian Eriksen out of the side but, saying, well, you know, we've just beaten, we've just beaten, I don't know, West Ham 4-0 at home and Christian Eriksen never kicked a ball. And then we, the following week we go to Chelsea and we win 3-1 there. And again, Eriksen's not picked. And then we start to think, well, you see, there is life after Christian Eriksen. Jason, we really appreciate you giving us some time and joining us tonight. Always a pleasure to no speak problem, to you. Take care, Jason. Jason, from Last Word on Spurs there. Just quickly then, because obviously from the Spurs perspective, it is two points drop. But will there come a time later in the season when, when you'll go, you look at the table and go, yeah. we went away yeah. to Man City, we went away to Arsenal, regardless of what you think of those teams, two tough away games, yeah. and we didn't lose neither of them. We got a point in each. Yeah. Is that not a positive? 
Jamie, yeah, Chris, yeah, uh, there is. I mean, it's a little bit raw still for 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 some support, but it will happen. Yeah. You will go. You know, last season we went to Emirates. We, we got we got battered. Let's be honest about it. Season before we went to the Emirates, we got beat two 0 We've we haven't beaten them at the Emirates since twenty ten. Kabul yeah. header. <clears throat> Let's put some context around it. Mm. Uh, same with the Etihad. I've done all the stats. You know, last uh, a couple of weeks ago, we haven't been to the Etihad and, and actually won a game of, of football since mm. uh, Lamella put through Ericsson, which was back in twenty. 16 so you know, put it into context that they, they, they will end up being decent yeah. decent results and decent points but it's still look still two points dropped at the moment 100%. I, I think they're two really good points because I think that um, before when the fixtures came out and we saw they had those two games early on not the easiest of starts exactly so you you would have maybe feared the worst so I think to get points there it's just obviously it's, you know it's the Newcastle game if we would have won that Newcastle game we'd have got the right result then it would be an absolutely perfect start to the season because I think that to go to those two places the Emirates can be a really difficult place to go this year I think that they are starting to get it right there at Arsenal so you know and, and they proved that against Burnley they blew them away so I think that not many teams are going to go to the Emirates and uh, come away with the result but if you're title contenders you need to win these matches yeah no I, do, I agree it's easier uh, said but, than done though isn't yeah, but it Man Chris? City are title contenders and they didn't win their match they drew with us. Drew at home, yeah. I, I, yeah. And that's where they've dropped some points. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to put some context around it. We beat Newcastle, which we didn't, right? So let's get over it. But if we did, we're on eight points. Exactly. We're third in the Premier League behind the other two top two. And we're rocking and rolling. And we've just taken points off a of City. Well, this is a debate that could roll on. Lucky because we've got another hour of Spurs. And we're going to let the debate roll on next. And we're going to talk a little bit about how important are those domestic cups. Love sports. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with Lee McQueen, Jamie Brand, and Chris Carlin. The first hour has flown by. Of course, we were looking at that massive game on the weekend, the 2-2 draw at the Emirates with Arsenal. But more importantly, it's Spurs' birthday. We're celebrating that. Lots of favourite memories from everyone here. If you've got a favourite memory, please call us on 0208 7020 558 or tweet us at Love Sport Radio. But more importantly, it is a birthday. But Chris, how much has Spurs changed? You know, not from day one, because I know you wasn't there, but, you know, vintage Spurs. <laughs> I tell but you what, I tell you what. changed well, over time? What a, not a lot of people know about Chris Cowling, right, is he was down in 1882. <laughs> he was down at that train, He was there, mate. He was, he was, he was filming. It, he was filming during that time. I've seen a viral video. <laughs> Stadium of update, the training ground. Home and away, Mr. Chris Cowling. How much has it changed since you started supporting him? Um, well, obviously the Champions League, you know, being top four, um, challenging for mm. um, Champions League and the Premier League and so on. It, it, it has really changed and, and the club is in a much, much better position than when I first started supporting them. But um, on, a, on a negative note, I can't believe that we've just mentioned that um, since the, you know, 1990, it's like one FA Cup and one League Cup in all that time. I, I've never really thought of it like that. It's, um, it's quite, quite scary, isn't it? It's quite yeah. scary. Yeah. Um, well, for me, in terms of how it's changed, I mean, I know, as we said, I have had it good. You know, I've had a lot of European football to enjoy. But I think one thing that has massively changed and one thing that I'm so grateful to Daniel Levy for is the whole infrastructure of the club that's now in place. Because obviously with the stadium, the training facilities, I think that, you know, whatever happens with this group of players, the manager, I think that there is now a base for Spurs to be successful, whatever happens. Because, you know... The, as a player, you want to play at that stadium. As a player, you want to train regularly at that training facility. So I think in terms of how it's changed, the, the infrastructure, um, and also just that, you know, being in the Champions League final. You know, when I was growing up in, you know, when I started supporting them in 2005, 
being in the Champions League wasn't even something that crossed my mind. Like it was, you know, I never could consider Spurs. the Sarnia Gate, mate, two thousand and five, wasn't it? Exactly, Martin Yol, exactly. remember? So you know, not even being in it was just like you know, was, was an amazing thing. Um, and now to have been in the final, you know, I, I I think it's you know it's brilliant at the moment, and that's why I'm you know I'm so I'm so happy at the moment with uh, what's going on. What's quite interesting for me is that uh, you know I have seen since 1987, I've seen players come and go, owners come and go, managers come and go. Uh, the stadium's changed. The status of our club has changed. Yeah. Dining at the top table, as you talked about, <clears throat> the wealth. Well, you know, we are now the ninth richest club in Europe, which is incredible. We are richer in terms of the last list that came out than Juventus, which is incredible. Because we've won three trophies, is it, since 1991? Mm. Uh, two, is it two League Cups? One League Cup? Oh, two, two, sorry, two, yeah. sorry, Lee, yeah. First, 1999 okay. and 2008. Yeah, so yeah. Two, two League Cups and an FA Cup. Um... But what's, um, we just touched on this before, on the field, what's actually changed? The mentality of our, of, of, of our club mm. since 1976. So when Jason just came on, you know, that, that, that ability to, maybe it's not Spursy anymore. We used to be, get leveled out, so we were a soft belly. You, you, you listen to journalists and you listen to pundits like Gary Neville, for example, or Sir Alex's team talk, talking about Spurs coming to Old Trafford. Don't worry, it's Tottenham. Yeah, we we take these apart. They can go freeing it up if you want. We still win. And how many times have we seen it? That that has been the case. And mm. I think we have changed a little bit on that for sure. And and Poch has done a lot of work. And you you, yeah. you mentioned Levy with the infrastructure. And I agree with that. But Pochino has been absolutely phenomenal in getting our mentality changed. But actually, I, I'll put a rallying cry out again to to all of the listeners and the fans. We need to change our atmosphere in the, in the stadium. We need to take that with us. We have to be the twelfth person. You know, it might be cliches all over the pla- all over the place, but I'm telling you, if you want to sit there, if we want to sit there and not support the team, we're you're never n- going to change our mentality. Re- do you know another reason why Arsenal got the draw on the weekend? Because of the crowd. Because they're crowd. Because For the sure. crowd got behind them. hundred percent. And that gave them such a massive lift. Yeah, but lift. that's an easy positive to give I them because also, they're going to get behind another, them. It is, uh, it's a massive derby example. game. You're at home. Yeah. Had, the, it, had it been at Spurs and. And, and Spurs, with, yeah. you would have got behind him. Like, come on, we've got back into another it example. No? Was against Borussia Dortmund last year when when Spurs. You know, we managed to not get the crowd involved when uh, at Borussia Dortmund, and I think that really played into our hands. You know, we played a, uh, you know, we were so defensive and made it so frustrating for them that the crowd didn't get involved. And obviously, you know, we won that game one 0 So it shows you there is such a big impact the crowd can have so, on on the game. I, I, I totally agree, and I think you know, coming back to kind of nothing's really changed on the field. What 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 might change on the field, or what? Needs needs to change mentality wise is w- w- maybe winning something and, and we talked about this last week and you know the, the money and so on so the ninth richest club in Europe yeah. that's phenomenal but we still ain't won a trophy since 2000 you know what I mean since um, whatever it was 2008 well, well so, let's talk about winning trophies because it was a heavy topic of last week's show and you said you know no one remembers the League Cup winners and you know it's lost this magic and I even said well what about the FA Cup you said no I want to I couldn't even remember what year it was a minute ago when we won it I, mean, I just said mental. to Chris I hope you don't mind me saying you went you're, you really <laughs> fi- no because I, I agree with you you find uh, winning trophies important you want to win those trophies I have to say I 100% agree with you but you did say I know you was joking because obviously you don't want this to happen but you said I'd happily take Tottenham 16th and a League Cup <laughs> or an FA Cup let's bear in mind no, we said Chris, was obviously jo- <laughs> Chris was obviously joking he doesn't want that but it, you were saying it in essence behind of the winning the trophy and how important that is to you to me as a fan I, I want to see Tottenham win things and um, if we're not going to be Premier League title contenders then I want to see us uh, go for the League Cup or go for the FA Cup and take it very very seriously Colchester away in the League Cup 
I, I want to see um, a very strong lineup, and I want to see us uh, intending to win that game and win it comfortably. And every round to the final, I want, I want to, I want to win, and uh, finally put a trophy in Pochettino's cabinet because. Because winning breeds, you know, it's, it's the winning mentality, isn't it, Chris? Because I do believe once you get one, yes. you know, it's everything. You know, totally. the fans, we have to get over that line. People can drop this hole, whatever they say of us. We get one, and now the players go, oh, this is what it tastes like. You know, success breeds success. There is a massive answer for that, and yep. you've got a trophy. I, I know Jamie and Lee feel quite different on it, but there's so much to be said for it, isn't there? Well, play, players like Hugo Lloris, for example, um, last week was his seventh anniversary at the club. Seven years he's been at Tottenham, and he's not won any trophies. Um, you know, the likes of uh, Deli Alley, Sonny and Harry Kane and so on, they've got no trophies um, at Tottenham so far. And, you know, this is Pochettino's sixth season in charge. He needs to win a trophy this season. And I, I really do think I've got a real big feeling that he is going to take um, the FA Cup and the League Cup seriously this year. And I think that he's going to go out all out to win it because realistically, will we win the Premier League this season? No. Uh, realistically, uh, will win the Champions League? Probably not. Um, this is, you know, FA Cup and League Cup are the, the the big ones, you know, for us to go for this season. Well, before we hear what Lee and Jamie say in reply, they like to say we have got a caller on the line. It is, of course, time for Adrian's corner. Adrian, Adrian, thank you for calling in. Just quickly, before I ask you for your favourite Spurs moment on Spurs birthday, do you agree with Chris? Should Tottenham be fielding their strongest possible eleven in pursuit of a League Cup or FA Cup? I agree with Chris entirely. Uh, it's it's very important. I mean, I didn't realise I was that much older than you guys. I mean, I was on the shelf as a five-year-old watching the double side play. Amazing. So, nice. so my favourite player, obviously, is Jimmy Greaves, the Messi of his day, you know. But the reason the Cups are so important is that, uh, is that out of all the trophies we've won, which is 17, there's only two League Cup finals. The other 15 are Cups. Eight FA Cups, four League Cups, two UEFA Cups and a Cup Winners' Cup. You know. And the other interesting fact is, regarding winning things, which I think is a good omen, is that eight of them trophies were won in a year, year ended in a one. 1901, 21, 51, 61, 2, 71, 81 and 91. So half of our trophies have been won in a year, ended in one. And usually when we approach a decade... Like 60, 61, 62, 63, and win the Cup Winners' Cup 5 1 in Rotterdam, in Farnett Stadium, you know. Then you've got 81, 82, 84 again, the beginning of another decade, you know. 91, we didn't follow it up, but 71, 72, uh, 73, we won two League Cups and the UEFA Cup under Nicholson, but, you know, three of his eight trophies he won for us, you know. So it's, it's very important. I mean, I know the Cups have lost their sort of romance, but they're such an integral part of Tottenham's glorious football in history. We should be going all out to win one. Adrian, can I just quickly ask you, it's Liam, mate. I, I think you, you talk so passionate about it. It's amazing to have, you know, that that knowledge and the fact that he was five years old and, and being at the title uh, double side and, uh, you know, just for, for me only being able to watch footage and all that sort of stuff of, the, of, of them times and I wasn't part of that. So it's brilliant to hear you speak. But, do you actually think that, that this crop of players and under this manager and where we are right now, how are you feeling? Do you think we can win Saint? Do you think we will win Saint this season? Like, Where's your head at? Well, in 1999, we won, didn't we? We did. I think that was Ramos, was it? A League Cup? Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, so, yeah, I think, well, I've had bets on all four competitions, a tenner on each, you know what I mean? But George Graham. Oh, George Graham, George one, Graham, Adrian. Heavier. Uh, Adrian, <laughs> so, it's George so, Graham uh, that won in 99. Yeah, yeah. So, I my, look, our concerns are fallbacks. Hmm. If Sessignon beds in, great. I think Rose, I hope Rose can rediscover some sort of form and all that. But, you know, I mean... It's it's just fallbacks everywhere else. We're so solid midfield, up front. We've got enough firepower. Troy Parrott's now in the squad as well. You know, to back up Kane. Uh, we're going to go close this year. I fancy to win a cup this year and finish at least third. Well, hopefully cool. Spurs can make a pursuit of that cup. Adrian, thank you so Thanks, much buddy. for calling the traditional Adrian's corner there. Just before we took the call, Chris was obviously saying how important he felt the cups were. Now, Jamie Lee, if you could reply. I know we spoke about mm. it last week, but after hearing what Chris had to say, do you make him right now? And also, maybe with the start you've had, should you be going after a League Cup or FA Cup? No. Or just wait to t- no. 2021? No, I think, years... no for, for, for me... I only want to Spoil. say this. No, I'm serious. I, 2005. Spoil. Spoil. I the, the way, look, the way that Spurs are going to, the, the whole way Spurs are going to improve and are, are going to change the whole mentality is by getting into the Champions League. These top players do not want the, the do not want the League Cups, the FA Cups. They want to be playing in the Champions League. And to get to win those major trophies, the likes of the Premier League, the Champions League, the, the things that are going to keep our manager here, the top players here, we need to, you know, we need to be qualifying for the Champions League, and that's why I want to prioritise league over over any of the cups. Last week, Lee, you said, you know, no disrespect to the League Cups, but no one really remembers them. You know what I mean? No one talks. Oh, you won the League Cup. You know, we're just hearing Chris mention when you last did win trophies, and now the caller Adrian saying we won this, we won this. Of course, people talk about Pep the years Guardiola, you won trophies. Jose Mourinho, all the top managers win these competitions they have a squad. They and have a take squad. them. They have a squad. To we be did able to do that. We don't have. We haven't squad. spent the money to be uh, going for Premier but League titles. Do we have? Do we? Do we realistically? Have that sort of money. I don't. I mean, I think we realistically realistic. we could win one of those trophies. Realistically, well, realistically we're not going to win. Lee the just said you're Premier the ninth richest club in Europe. You should have the money. We should know? be spending it. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's a difficult one. I mean, I hear, I hear what Chris is saying. I hear I what Adrian is saying. No, 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 it's fine. No, no, I don't, I don't mind. The fans uh, need I, something to celebrate. Uh, we, we all yeah. need. Yeah. For sure. Right. Here's, here's why I look at it. Why right. my stance is still the same as it is with Jamie. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna go back on what I said. I love the passion. I love the passion yeah. from Adrian, from Chris, from people wanting to see things. But that's not going to change the history of our club. It's, it, uh, sorry, it will change the history of our club because we can say that we've we've lifted another a uh, 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 cup. What's really going to define Tottenham Hotspur is winning two, uh, a big prize. We got to a Champions League final last year, so we have proved to the entire world that we can get to a Champions League final. We just missed out on 90 minutes of football. We missed out. It wasn't a great game. Liverpool didn't batter us. We did deserve to be there. We need to have the mentality to say we deserve to be there. We didn't hold the trophy aloft. I get it. We did not win it, but we still got there. You know the hardest games to lose, uh, the hardest or the uh, the hardest games to lose are semi-finals p- p- primarily, or the, the the time to celebrate is not to when you win a, t- a semi-final. You know it's to it's you need to be serious about winning in the final, not not about the semi-final. You know we talk about. Um, Potticino, um, does he take his cup seriously? We've gone through it all already. Under Potticino, in five seasons, he's been to a League Cup mm. final, two uh, uh, FA Cup semi-finals, Champions League final, and a League Cup semi-final. So I'm not saying that I don't, I don't think I, I think he does take him seriously. 
yeah. point that Chris made about the squad is a, is a, is a, is a good point. Um, but we did smash our transfer record this year, Chris, twice, if you take the Lo Celso um, thing. But in one foul swoop, I think I think it's, it is a, a key area. Right. He looked at the key areas that he needed and, and they've addressed them. Potichino's three top players that he wanted, Daniel Levy signed for him. So, so, so the reality is that if that Newcastle game, if we'd have won that Newcastle game, we'd be sitting here now. I don't know what the negativity is all about. You know, the reality is we can go on a run. Hang on, I'm on a roll here. We can, we, we can go on a run 15, 16 games. We turn Liverpool over. Yeah, like we did at Wembley a couple of seasons ago, 4-1, and we're back in the game. But our defence is worse than last season. At the moment, it might be. But Chris, what happens, why isn't what that happens enough? if it's a bit settled in the next couple of you know two months? If you're you in just a said that wasn't enough. You're, you're in a Champions League final, right? You've got a fantastic stadium, you've got a fantastic manager. Everything is fantastic about our club. I couldn't I couldn't agree more yeah, or, yeah. or, or yeah. shout about that. <clears throat> but when you've got all of that, this is the time. When you're in a Champions League final, every single European player, no matter who they're playing for, would have seen Tottenham in that Champions League final. Yeah. And they would have seen the brand new stadium and all of that. So that is the time to attract the top players and spend the money. And there is no excuses whatsoever um, why any top player wouldn't have wanted to come and sign for Tottenham if we had the money and if we were going to pay the wages. And this, I think, is a real opportunity missed. Yeah. I, look, I, I, can't, I can't disagree with that because like, I, do, I do agree with sentiments of what you're saying. I think the other, the other side of the coin for me is that if you recognise, to, to take it as a business, for example, if you recognise that your business isn't, isn't equipped to go and win um, huge global contracts. Maybe you don't go for huge global contracts. What you do is you, maybe you go for local business or you go for businesses a little bit, um, you know, not, not on a global scale. Maybe if Tottenham totally put all their eggs in the domestic cups and just become experts in winning them over the next kind of two, three years, maybe that would, that would change and all of a sudden we've got cups in it. I don't know. Maybe what you're saying is you, we can't have it all, which I kind of get. I, I get that we shouldn't be going after all four trophies because that's unrealistic is well, that what you're saying if, if you were Harry Kane and you're Hugo Lloris yeah. right and I'm Christian Eriksen and I said to you two right I'm thinking about leaving I don't want to be at the club anymore and you two say why and we say well I haven't haven't, haven't actually won anything while I've been here in, in, the, in the period of time what would you two think as well because if, all of these players top players have been at Tottenham for this time mm. surely all, all the top players at the club would be asking the same question of why are we not investing to really, really challenge. I don't because think a league cup's going to change that though. I just think I think that that when if you go into because it was so close last year. No, but year. you're talking about winning the Premier League, yes, and it's very eventually, unlikely. Eventually, I think. I think if we. But can, how how long? Because how how long are we going to keep giving it? Because all of these players are aging, and how long is Harry Kane, for example, someone like him, someone like Hugo Lloris, being at the club for seven years? How long do they say, okay, enough's enough? Because I don't blame Christian Eriksen. I'm a huge fan of Christian Eriksen and I want him to stay at the club, right? But it is not about money. It is about playing football for him. If Christian Eriksen, just to answer your question, if Christian Eriksen won the League Cup this season, he'd still leave. Absolutely nothing to do with the League Cup. If he'd have won, let me tell you another story. I totally agree, Lee. If if he'd have won the Champions League, if he'd have won the Champions League this year, they'd have all left. Because they'd have all been sitting like Pochini's at you. What else can I do? Because people don't take it. We're not a serious club at the top level. That's the reality. We're not an elite club yet. But that's my point. This, This now should have been when we invested a lot of money, the most money we've ever spent in a transfer window, to really get go up there. 
Liverpool always spend money. Man City always spend money. They're a mile away from any club at the moment. Like you, you ask anyone involved in football, can Tottenham challenge for the title? They, it's all, almost like people laugh, and you think, why? Are, why are people laughing at Tottenham challenging for the Premier League title? Because we should be in a position now where we should be doing that. Pochettino is his sixth season. That's why I said earlier that I feel like he's starting again yeah. because five years of building. Why do I feel like we're starting again? Yeah. He may be starting yeah. again. Jamie mentioned Tottenham 2.0. Chris said they needed to sign the players now. It was a perfect time to attract the top quality after getting to the European final. Well, they did challenge for that European Cup and it is time to talk about their Champions League squad announcement next. Love sports. You're listening to the Spurs fan show on Love Sport Radio with We're me. We're going off here, aren't we, Chase? It's kicked off. <laughs> I, I, I've got to say, I'm a, I'm a bit flustered. My head's gone. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down on the scorecards. Put it that way. I need a late stoppage. You should maybe stoppage. do a poll or something on social media because I think Chris is bringing to the party some phenomenal yeah, passion 100%. from outstanding points. Jamie's, uh, you know, doing the same thing, some outstanding points. So are you selfly. You're well, all no, good. I, you It's know, great I, to have three I, different I, opinions. It's, it's very you know. difficult. It's very difficult because, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're emotional fans and we, we all love the club we wanted mm. to see it do well and there'd be nothing more I, I, I think we can all agree on this there'd be nothing more pleasing than Spurs winning yeah. all the trophies right of course that but I think I understand where Chris is coming from I think from it's unrealistic to think that we can win all the trophies right so why don't we pick the trophies that we think that we've got a better run at and win them and start winning them like you just mentioned off there Arsenal winning still winning FA Cups and so on and so forth why don't we go after that and but win the FA Cups that's what Chris is saying now because he I'm, said that's that's you said you don't want to win the League well, Cup no, because I think, I think if Ericsson that's what Chris said uh, I, I know why, why would you two sit here and say we don't want to win an, F, I think it's uh, the, an FA Cup no, 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 it's not what we're saying I think it was saying in the scheme of things they want to go for other stuff I think the Cups are on the side and the thing is we need the most is Champions League football we talk about changing the mentality the way we're going to change the mentality by getting into the top four every season so we can bring in the likes of Ndombele. How long are we talking? Dybala. I think, you know, two or three years. I think, I genuinely, I don't think, I think we're close. So we're you, think, close. you think Pochettino will, will get to his eighth or ninth season trophyless? Yeah. Can I interrupt, no, I Chris? I, I would, think... you, would you sacrifice top four for one of those trophies? Yeah, right now I would, yeah. I think that um, over the last 30 years, what would you say to free, free trophies? It's a lot. Three, it? It is a lot. The counter-argument to that is if you do sacrifice top four, you said that being in that top four, getting to that Champions League final is where you can where attract do, the players. We, if you don't, there, you won't sure, be able to. Sure. That's, that's, that's your the argument, debate. Isn't it? I know. Yeah, it's, it's not it's that it's I don't so want to win a trophy. Of course I do. I absolutely want to win a trophy. But the reality is we've got more chance of keeping the likes of a Potticino, a Harry Kane, a Deli Alley if we're playing Champions League football against Juve and PSG than going away way to Colchester and winning a Cabo yeah, Cup. Yeah, you've got a lot of these players who have been at the club for years and they've won nothing with us. Well, exactly. Maybe what, they're not good enough, Chris. They, Maybe they're not good enough. Of course they're good enough. How do you know? Of course they're good enough. How do you know? Hugo Lloris, seven years at the club, has won nothing. Yeah. Of course he's good winner. enough. He's a World Cup winner. Yeah. And then they'll always <laughs> won the World Cup. That's a good argument. Yeah. 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 What's he won? He's not good enough. He's won the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Harry Kane. Don't you feel for people like Harry Kane? who No. I don't no. feel for him, no, no, because I don't feel for him because it's their responsibility okay. to well, win us something. Don't, don't you feel for us as fans? I feel the, for us. The fact that we go to all the games, passionate, singing, you know, love it, love every minute of it, and then we get so close and then it's like, oh, 
Yeah, but also I'm also one of these people that firmly believes, and I've seen this with my own with my own eyes. I've uh, you know in in different walks of life that failure makes you better, and if you fail at something, that's only what that's what you learn. You learn out of that, and you know the tough tough times. I do think there's something around the corner for Tottenham. 100%. I have to be optimistic. There is something around the corner from Spurs, and that, um, what's going to happen is or, or what happens if all of a sudden it does all come together, yeah. and we do start winning trophies, and you know. I can't wait for that day. I hope that day happens. I think we all do. That's why we're that's why we're still fans. I genuinely think that something's going to happen. But if that means that we've still got to go through some pain in order to get to the glory, yeah. then then so be it. I'm, I, I'll take the more pain. But I understand what you're saying. Thirty years of free trophies and pain is is is, is hard to take. For I sure. Think in January, we're going to return for a player. I really think we're going to return for a player like Paolo Dybala. And that, and that and and if they do not, if we do not have Champions League football. They're you're you're sceptical, Chris. Yeah, Chris is sceptical. raging inside. Hands to so face. Raging. He's nodding. He, he, he's, not, he's, he's shaking his head. He can't believe it. What, what, Chris, why? hearing Jamie say that, oh, why? I'd love to see it happen. I'd love to see it happen. That's all I'll say. But I, I, I just cannot right, so, see. So you say finishing outside the top four. What, what happens then? Where do we go from there? Because then Pochettino won't want to stay. Why would Pochettino want to stay at a club that's not got Champions League football? Why would Harry Kane want to stay in a club that's not got Champions League football? Who'd want to come to the cut? Who'd want to come? Tonga and Dombele wouldn't yeah, but sign for Jamie, Spurs. Jamie, this was my point earlier. When you've got Champions League football and you were in the Champions League final, this is the time to attract. If you're if you're going to um, suddenly attract, uh, you know, when when you've just got, you know, you've not even got out of the group stages. Imagine this season we don't even get out of the group stage. I know it's unlikely. Is it? But imagine if that happened. Is there an argument, Jamie? You say if Spurs fall out of the top four, who yeah. are we going to attract? Well, if Spurs are playing their wages, you know, you know. We're, I don't want to say that money makes the you know rules the world, but yeah. Well, if you're offering the wages, players will come. Look at the other clubs who have fallen out of the top four, and they still are attacking big no, talent. Because Spurs, so, because Spurs are a different. I think that we are trying to catch up with these clubs in terms of size. I don't think you know we can Manchester United, for example. They could still bring in some massive. They've still brought in massive players. Well, that's the club the I'm Europa talking League. about. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And, But Tottenham couldn't do that. Tottenham yeah, but they're the richest club. We're like in the top three in the world. I know. I sort of talked about ninth. I agree with you 100. percent We've made some massive strides in changing our wage structure and so on and so forth. And I don't think you could. I don't think you could point a finger at the board or whatever for not trying to keep Christian Eriksen. They've been talking to Christian Eriksen for two years over a new contract. Been, yeah. they've, they've had 200 grand on a week. It's not uh, about for, money. Yeah, that's what I mean. Exactly. So what is it about? It ain't about winning the Carabao Cup exactly. Chris, with respect <laughs> it's about challenging for league titles and well, it's not and, about and, being in the Champions League final either is it well it Christian would have been that's my point with Christian Eriksen if he'd have won the Champions League with Spurs it has still been going it's time for a new challenge sometimes it's just time for a new challenge yeah. the Carabao Cup is not going to keep Christian Eriksen but then we're now you it's know not. now now it's about you know because because we've got the level we have because we're getting in Champions League regularly we've been able to bring in Giovanni Lo Celso a guy who hopefully hopefully will come in and replace Christian Eriksen and of course you know, Ericsson and these group of players haven't won anything. And I think that that's where we get too emotionally attached to certain players. I'm not talking about the likes of Harry Kane, Deli Alli. I think there are still some players there that, you know, they're not going to get us over the line. So it's no worry about losing yeah, them. Yeah, but, but think about it, Jamie. You've got players like Carl Walker. He leaves Spurs because he wants to win trophies. And then within six months, he's won the League Cup. I think that's going to happen. Ironically, he won the League Cup at Manchester City. Yeah. You know, because teams like that go for the League Cup. I just think I think we are. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, I did I say do, that last week. Chelsea were the same under Mourinho. He, t- he said all the big clubs. I'm win having the that. Cup. I'm having some of that, and they win the league cup. Under uh, when Jose went to Man United, everybody forgets this, but he won the um, Europa League and he won the league yeah. cup. That's a, two trophies in one season. And he got sacked. Two, two and he got, and he got fired. He got fired. He got sacked. So look, I mean. 
it's, it, I'm sure it'll rumble on and on. I think it, I, you know, for me, you have to be, you have to be competitive at the top competitions. And and if on the way you win an FA exactly. Cup and a League exactly. Cup, it's absolutely nice. amazing. But 100%. you have to be competitive I, at I the just top think table. With, with Pochettino managing Spurs over the last five years, and we have had some fantastic afternoons, some yeah. fantastic Champions yeah. Leagues and all of yeah. that. Imagine if Pochettino left the club tomorrow and then his record is one nothing. That is dreadful. Would you if he did leave? If he if he did leave. Oh no. Who would who would you have come in? Just just quickly human me maybe. Can I ask a question from the flip side then? Because I know people always talk about stats. You just said if the manager leaves tomorrow, it will be one nothing. And that's very easy to throw out. Yes, one nothing. But is that he won't surely just be remembered by that because look how far he not has for taken me, the club. Man. Not yeah, for but me. Not, not for me, you know, and I'm talking from an outside perspective. It's, it's easy to throw that and go, well, oh, he's nothing. been amazing, but absolutely amazing. And what he's final, changed yeah. in, in our whole mentality of the football he, he ha- club yeah, has been, well, I think that's where he gets grumpy. I think that's where he gets frustrated. I think he's frustrated with potentially lack of the absolute more signings that he needed or wanted. Although I do agree with Jamie, I think more will come in in Jan. Um, I, I think he's been frustrated with the fact that. Not, but this is my point. If Pochettino can get us to a Champions League final, and not spend any money in 500 days, what can he do with money? That is exactly what... But he's been what... given money. More. We need more money. Sorry, sorry, I know you've got to go break it, but I'm surprised, Chris, you're saying that. Like, if somebody have, uh, you know, goes home and away and all the stuff, it, maybe it's because you've been going home and away for all these years that, you know, you're just craving that success. But... Well, hold on to that, Lee, because when uh, we come back, I want to hear why you, you're surprised mm. at that and what your answer to it is. Love sports. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. And I'm joined in the studio with Lee McQueen, Jamie Brand, and Chris Callan. It's been a packed show tonight. Lots of debates, lots of different opinions. We, of course, were looking at the game from last weekend. But there's a lot going on behind the scenes at Tottenham at the minute. We're talking all about that just before the break. Chris, you was on a roll. Lee said he was surprised at your comments. Lee, what is your reply to Chris? Yeah, I was just saying before, like I was just I'm just surprised actually, knowing Chris, I've known Chris I've had the pleasure of knowing Chris now for a while and, and just you know, in we're, we're virtually the same sort of age, grew up in the same era, watching Spurs in the same sort of time and it's just quite interesting to I was surprised that, you know, it's it's kind of all or nothing almost on a domestic cup and you know, there's there's quite a lot of uh, look to put it on the record, Chris goes every single game. I mean, Chris will go home and away, he'll go abroad, he'll go to Audi Cup, come to buy it, he'll go everywhere. He's, he knows more about it than I do. But I don't know, like, there's some negativity coming out about, you know, you just think it's going to, the world's going to fall off, Chris. No, like I said. Kind of. No, like like I said earlier, the, the, the way that even at the opening day of this season, you know, Tottenham players were talking about going for the title and all of that. And then, like you said, Hugo Lloris kind of writing off after four matches. Yeah, ridiculous. It says a lot. It does say a lot in, in the fact that I don't think that we spent enough money in the summer. I think that it's a great opportunity missed. Um, and I just don't, you know, we've got, we've got to live with our defence at the moment until January at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Jamie thinks that we're signing uh, Dybala in January and, and all that will be great. But I just can't see it happening. And I, I just... Honestly, I feel gutted that we, we haven't spent the money that I thought we would. Uh, when you're going for the title, you need to spend a lot of money, don't you? Well, I mean, you do, in a sense. I mean, Leicester City won a title without spending lots of money. Liverpool didn't sign one player other than a youngster that took the 
Mickey out Harry Kane uh, in in the closed season. So they're backing up their Champions League win in there and their uh, one loss in the Premier League with no signings. Um, so they're doing a bit of a reverse Spurs, and so we'll see how that pans out. I think I, I do think you're right in terms of you know strengthening, but I do I do think we have strengthened. You know, we've taken a thirty million pound left back, um, uh, eighteen years old, and, and put Josh Onoma in, in the other way, made the deal twenty five million. We've got sixty million pound uh, Lacelso, who's coming potentially to replace Christian Eriksen, or maybe alongside him. Who knows? And we've got a, a transfer record spend of sixty three million on mm. Tunga and Dembele, who's is absolutely outstanding. None of them players have even been on the field yet, and the same yeah. on the same. Time we haven't had that new player bounce. I think we've got we've got some issues, you know, in the background, and maybe that's because everyone was uncertain, like we were talking about before. But actually, we've got so much going for Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. I think we should be happy and proud and crack on Champions League final. How can we be so negative? Why is there then this negativity that seems to be surrounding Tottenham at the minute? No one's quite putting their finger on it. Chris, you're worried, concerned, shall I say that Mm. you know the wheels are going to come off or it could come pear shaped? You're someone, as Lee mentioned, you go home away but why is this why do you feel it because you're there you're every game what where do you get this from i just it's, things have changed pochettino's attitude um you know up up till the uh, the arsenal press conference he's very grumpy he's very he's very grumpy and it's not the pochettino that we know uh things just seem so different at the moment and uh the player relationships um, you know, even in the opening few games, Danny Rose playing, um, Davinson Sanchez, they don't even seem to talk to one another. Um, the Newcastle game really upset me. I'd not been that upset uh, losing a game. I know what you're going to say. I bet very, at the same time. Very, very AVB long time. Wigan? Well, for a very long time. Lee. I remember that. I, you know, I, I know. I, I was the same, but. I, I'm, I'm very passionate on the day of a game, and if we lose, like the. The, the journey home with my dad I don't say a word Horrific, I'm, like, yeah. I'm like a little kid sulking all the way home and, that, and that's what I was like that day and I think that I ran here faster than the Tottenham players actually ran in that game yeah, yeah. so what do we think the solution is then let's, let's talk about the positive Jamie yeah. what do we think yeah. the solution is for, for, uh, for you know to, to get positive yeah. again because it almost seems like that we're we're, we're we're charged or we're mentally charged with the wheels are going to fall off not just Chris but all of us as Spurs fans we're, we're almost wait too good to be true this saying's going to go wrong surely what do Look, you think? as I said I think that Spurs are in the process of rebuilding we've made a great I do really believe that we've made a great start in bringing in the likes of Ndombele Sessiong and Celso. But I feel as though towards the start of the season, we've not had any luck with injuries. We've had missing and Don has been such a big miss already. I think we've had one foot out. So obviously, you know, right back's been a big issue for Spurs. No Ryan Sessignon. Um And then, of course, we've had, the, you know, Christian Eriksen unsettled. Um, so, there's you know, there's been so many issues. And I think after this international break, when the players come back and the transfer window is now, clo- uh, is now closed in elsewhere, I think that it'll, I think it will be all more positive. Can I just add something to this as well? And this is not like a just a, a ding dong with me and Chris. But uh, earlier I talked no, but uh, earlier I talked about um, you know our, our most successful Premier League season of all time, which was eighty six points in the in the title race sixteen seventeen. And out of that um, out of that team, uh, we had our defence was pretty settled that year. We had Hugo Lloris, Carl Walker, Jan Vertonghen, Ben Davis, and Toby Alderweireld. With Danny coming in and out with Ben Davis, the only player that we've changed. Since that that season is Carl Walker. 
Huge, you know, huge difference. A huge difference, don't get me wrong, but that's the only player we've changed. So looking on a positive side of things, why can't we get these players to get that form back? Let's get them, coaching them to talk and get that form back. We can do it. 26 goals conceded that season. We can do it. And and I, get, I, get, I can guarantee this now, everybody will be sitting here saying to me, well, Carl Walker weren't the best right back, was he, defensively? He was good going forward, but was he that good defending? So actually, if we get a... The right back is an issue, but with a Quam Foyf or a Serge Aurier now, a KWP, you know, it might not be that bad. No, it, there is, yes, we can't bring anyone in until January, but five, four to five players that I've just talked about are still at the club. So how, how do you know? No, I'm looking at it from a positive perspective. How can it all be that doom and gloom? Jan and Toby are a brilliant centre-back partnership, they're but they're still at the club. They, they're not as good as they once were, though. I think injuries but they're not, they're have not, definitely They're definitely not as good as they once were, but no. why can't they rediscover that form? Why can't they? Their age. Their age. So we should replace Jan and Toby, then. That's what, the issue. What did you think of Kieran Trippier's comment saying it was a step-up, him moving to uh, Atletico Madrid? I think he's. I think he's. I tell bitter, you what. I think. I think he's bitter. bitter. I think he's exactly. gutted that he's left Tottenham. I think he's absolutely cheesed off about he said it. There to be are honest. a lot of problems that that he couldn't go back. He also he, said he wanted to stay. He did come out and say this week he wanted to he stay. He did mention that he wanted to stay. He also said that he reached out to the manager. The manager never come back to him. He reached out to the chairman. Exactly. chairman I, thought that, I thought that was odd. With that the was, it's, that all was these the things. Thing. This is all of these things I worry about. There's too many things. Jan Vertonghen not in the team. I don't care what excuses there are. A player like Jan Vertonghen should be in the team. He was in the team on the weekend, though. He straight the, back in the team. How was. did you feel about that? We mentioned it last week. He said he, you, he's you, not playing. Was he making a statement, the manager? Then he was straight back in the team. You're always glad to see these players back, Christian Eriksen and Jan Vertonghen. It's a North London derby. You know, you need these You need these players. You need your top players. They're always going to be on the, the first 11 on your How team sheet. How many games do we play in the Premier League? 38, right? Just quickly round Robin. How many times did Jan Vertonghen play in the Premier League last year? Last year? I'll say uh, 25. Yeah, probably about the same, 26, 27. Same? Yeah. 22. Played 22 times. That's nearly half the games he missed, give or take. So the point being is that, yeah, yeah, okay, so he hasn't started a couple. Maybe he comes back in, he's a bit like relaxed. Maybe he hasn't done the pre-season approach. Said, Oi, no, you're one of my senior players here, son. You've got to sort yourself out. And I'm not giving you special rules because you're Jan Vertonghen. You're going to get yourself a bit fitter before you come in my side. Oh, and by the way, I've got 22-year-old Davinson Sanchez who I spent 40 million on who I absolutely believe in. And that's why he's going to play. Maybe. I don't know. There's definitely stuff going on. The point that I'm making is that there's all this doom and gloom. We've got this, all this new, new stuff, but we've also got a lot of the stuff that we had before. In terms of the players, the defensive unit, if you can put that defensive unit out, it's the same bloody defensive unit as it was two years ago when we come second. Just quickly, Chris, is there an element that when things are bad, everything's terrible? You know, if the Spurs would have won that game on, on the uh, weekend, I, I, I yeah, it wouldn't have been, we wouldn't have heard about so much, you know, because sometimes there is a little Ericsson bit of scored, clickbait. scored, breaking news, sorry, look, look Ericsson scored, Denmark. Charlie, I don't think it is just about this season. I don't think it is just about these four games. I believe that the, the the situation has been going on for a, a few months, even even when we had the route to the Champions League final. A lot of us just uh, you know just swept it under the carpet. Really, didn't really discuss it because we were so caught up in the hype yeah. of the Champions League That's final, and rightly so. It was fair a point. very exciting time for us all um, as we... fans. Sorry, sorry. This I think this is where the, the issue with the whole squad, and I don't think we have quite have the squad at the moment to go and win these. Uh, competitions on the side. I think it's nice that you know maybe we can win uh, a trophy. 
But I think, you know, if we play our full-strength team in the Carabao Cup and then it comes to the league game and we lose because we had to... Because, you know, the players are knackered from playing two games in the space of, you know, very quick succession... And then it came that, what, what was the difference between us finishing the top four? It was one point between us. So we can't be affording to take any risk in the Premier League. We need to be finishing that top four. And I don't think we quite have the squad. I think Jason said it before. I don't think, you know, you, Manchester City always win this competition, always wins these small competitions because they've got the squad. So you don't, don't think don't that we've think... got a good enough squad to no. finish fourth no. and win an FA Cup? Yeah, uh, we've got a good enough squad. Because to do that. What, we've got a good enough. What's squad the to difference of finishing second to fourth? And and I, but then also I think we want a good run. We need a good run in the Champions League. I want us to prioritise having a good. I'd rather we had how what we did last year in the Champions League, even a semi final. I'd rather we had a semi final in the Champions League than winning a cup. And I don't think the Spurs can can go for the top four, go for a good Champions League run, and win a trophy. Chris, semi final of the Champions League or FA Cup? FA Cup. Amazing journey, wasn't it? Though, <laughs> damn yeah, it, of uh, semi. But no, so I, you, I think you know. Look, I, I'm playing devil's advocate there. No, no, so no, obviously, I, I was just, I was just going back to these player things as well. Like I, the one person I haven't put in, into this because he wasn't here uh, in that 86 points season is Serge Aurier. Now we're sitting here talking about. I put it out on my Twitter actually, and I didn't get a lot of response. And I thought that was absolutely the same thing. I know Jamie, I know you did, but I, I put out on Twitter. Everybody batters Serge Aurier. Thinks he's absolute shock. He's the worst right back in the world ever. Right. So let's discuss it. Why? Give me five instances last season where he was shocking. I don't. I don't think it's there, the, there was just there was none. No one come back because there wasn't any. Uh, it's a myth. He, he's not. Uh, he's not as bad as everyone thinks. Do you think he should be playing? I, I think uh, personally, I would still be uh, going with KWP. This is another issue. So Jory, why, why is he pro- not playing? Is, yeah, there's a problem there. Do you there think he's he pro- it's another problem? Everybody thinks that he's a red card waiting to happen, and he can't do this, and no, he can't defend, and this and that. But he's not that bad. No, but do you? Th- I, I think it was. I don't think Pochettino fancied him. I think that it's very telling that he decided to start. Davinson mm-hmm. Sanchez, a centre back at right back, yeah. ahead of him. There's clearly an issue there. I, I, he's I agree, enough. but the question, the question was. Give me five instances of where he was shocking, and there was only one person that replied. Sorry, I can't give you the the, the credit, buddy, but I know you replied. But no one else did. They avoided the question because actually there isn't five reasons last year why you wouldn't pick him at right back. See what worries Behind me the scenes, is all, all these little problems. Yeah, I know what you're saying, and there, there is lots little of little cracks pro- lots of little yeah. problems yeah. then erupt to a very big problem. Yeah, lots sure. of little problems make a bigger problem. We're going to be talking more of those problems, <laughs> but it is the international break, and maybe is this a time to sort some of those problems? And what is the fix needed? Love Sport. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with Lee McQueen, Jamie Brand, and Chris Callen. And as I'm sure you heard, the conversation is still kicking off, even when we're not here. It's fiery. Three different opinions. The debate never stops. We are talking. There is negativity surrounding Spurs at the minute. Will we sacrifice top four for a trophy? It's all up in the air. Charlie, can I just ask? You can, mate. Why do you think, I mean, do you see as, you know, from somebody looking inside of Spurs, mm. like from an outside perspective, well, how do you see the club? Because we're, we're emotional about it, do you know what I mean? Like, we're, we're like, but what about you? Like, how do you see it as a, a journalist? What You know what I mean? Well, uh, in t- I, I, I'm someone, that, I, I love history. I love, like, the history of clubs and, you know, but I, I also think you should focus on the now present. I think Spurs are a very, very big club. They're a great team at the minute. Uh, they went on a fantastic run last year. It was detrimental to their league form. I do agree with Chris. 
on two counts. One, I think that you have to focus on the trophies uh, from my own supporting team. I think, you know, I was brought up wanting to win any trophy, no matter how small. And I, I hate it. If the romance is lost, the magic is lost, I would always celebrate a League Cup win, an FA Cup win. To me, it's a trophy. I don't I don't care for this... Uh, Audi Cup. Chris calls it a young mentality, but this whole top four brigade. I'd rather win a trophy. Top four is not a badge to wear. And secondly, um, I just think that the time for Tottenham was to attract players and spend now. But if I am sitting outside, looking inside, I understand what you've you said, Lee. He had three targets. They got three targets. They broke their transfer record. There is a balance. You can't get everyone. And as Jamie says, Tottenham 2.0, it's not going to be done in one window. I just think that Tottenham now, while the iron is hot, uh, needed to strike as that iron cooled a little bit from mm. the season. Now the window's closed. I'm not so sure. Well, I don't can, know if that answers your question. Can, can really, I just but... say, at the end of this season, Toby Alderweireld, Jan Vertonghen and Christian Eriksen could all walk away for nothing. And they've won nothing with the club, so I don't think it's an issue. Ooh. I think that you... I think that this You is don't the think rebuild. that's an issue? No, because I think that, you know, this, this, there's a clear need for a three, rebuild. Three players who you would put in the starting eleven well, every I think week. To lose, I think to lose three at one go is an issue. But I, I, is maybe you know it's a small issue, but I just don't think that this group of players are I the right group. I think it's a big issue. Well, I, I think as I said, I think there is a clear need for a rebuild. And as you said, you know, you talk about always focusing on the now. I think for Spurs, we're trying to get, to, we're still trying to get to this level. We're, we're this is our first full season. But you're the, rebuilding again, Jamie. When you're getting three yeah. players like that leaving all at the same time. You did say it was a painful rebuild, you, didn't he? You, 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 are, you are rebuilding big time. It's like starting over again. Because they're, they're now at an age where they are, what, 31? They're going to be 31, 32. Ferguson like did a lot of rebuilding. He was the master rebuilding. You know, and so any time a player was he won a, a title was and then he'd go again. Yeah, I mean? so people didn't realise. But you know, the the jobs that he done at rebuilding, if if you know, if the manager if he can get you to that level, I believe he can. And and he, he's openly admitted there's a rebuilding job on. It's not going to be done in one window. I don't think. Do you think that Yamatongan and and Alderweireld have got how many years? Do you reckon they've got left in them at the top at the top level? Uh, another couple. I don't. I. I think they're. I think they're very close to being done. They're nowhere near the level of Man City centre backs. They're nowhere near that. Okay, that's not true. They're. They're not that close to being the level of Manchester City or Liverpool's. So I think that it's. It's not. You know, if we. What about really, Arsenal's? Well, oh, just lightening the mood, lads. Lightening <laughs> the mood, listeners. Hey, talk to me. So yeah, for me, I think as you you say about uh, always wanting to be in the now. I think for Spurs, we're trying to we're trying to get to that level of of being a major club. It's like we said off air, right? Would you would you? Uh, there's no guarantees in football, so it's maybe a bit silly to say this, but I'm silly, so I'm going to say it anyway. Um, wait another four years, patient. I know we've got to wait more time, got to make more, go through some more pain, but wait four years and have a glut of trophies after that period. Where we have a, where Adrian was talking about earlier. The um, the turn of the centre, the turn of the decade happens, and all of a sudden we go we go trophy after trophy after couple and get a double, win a league, whatever, or take an FA Cup win now for not, and then 100%. wait another ten years for another trophy. 100%. Like I'm not saying that you have, I'm just using that as a scenario because because actually that could happen. You know, I I, genu- I, be- I believe in Pochino, I believe in Daniel Levy, I believe in the stadium, I believe in the, the legacy. Don't worry, guys, girls, I'm not going to start singing. But I do believe, I believe in all of that stuff. And that's what we need to do. We need to get behind a team and believe in the fact that we can go on mm. and win something. And it, if it is a Carabao Cup... We all do believe this. We all do believe it. But there, there needs to put, be uh, more money spent. I think but that, you I can't think, spend I think money now, so Chris. Regardless I know you of, can't. So the mentality needs to change. The door is shut. 
Get over it. Because right? Let's let's get over it until January. Let's spend yeah. some more okay. money in January. But for the next four in months, January, let's focus on winning football matches. In January, uh, all three players who are due to leave at the end of the season haven't signed a new contract by January. What do the club then do? What should what should the club do? It, if you're asking me what I would do yeah. if I was a club, I wouldn't play any of them. 100%. If they are talking to foreign clubs and, and signing pre, uh, pre-agreements, no chance. Like Aaron Ramsey, no chance in hell would I be playing, pa- playing so you Aaron would jeopard- Ramsey. So you would jeopardise our, our push for top four. I wouldn't. I would play You them. would jeopardise us uh, winning an FA Cup or a League Cup and you wouldn't play them. Well, yeah, because because the future of the club is more than these players. Exactly, we laugh they, they, at they can't, we You laugh can't do that. For... You can't, I cannot. But you're I taking cannot. out three players who are on, in your starting eleven. No matter what the game is, big Champions League game, whatever. If a game you want to win, those three players are in your team, and you're just going to take them out. Well, I mean, I'm, well, to be fair, they weren't in my team. I mean, look, if you're asking me, would I have played all three of them if I know that their contracts are up and they don't want to be there, then I wouldn't either. And I said this last week, if Christian Eriksen has said to us, he don't want to be here, he shouldn't be nowhere near the football pitch rather than the bench. I disagree. Well, no, but I, I'm, that's fair enough. But he shouldn't be. If It if, should be your best. It should be the best team and Christian Eriksen is in there. But if, he's le- if he wants to leave, if he wants to leave and his heart isn't in it and he don't care, what you're saying to the rest of the squad is, you're not good enough because I'm still playing Christian Eriksen. Well, if he wants to leave, should they still going to be a problem at the end of the season, isn't it? And instead of not let him go on a free. And, but how do you know that they haven't tried to sell him? How do you know they haven't? This is all speculation. How do you know that Daniel Levy hasn't been flogging his guts off to yeah. Real Madrid and Barcelona and Juventus. How do anyone know that Juventus and Christian Eriksen and Dabala ain't a deal that's happening in January? Yeah, but if you took them three out now, it would leave a huge hole and a, and a huge quality hole as well. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why Pochino is so grumpy because he can't leave them out wide there at the club. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, he can't bed in his new pl- the replacements with yeah, the people that he's got. Yeah, but this is my point. This is what I've been trying to make all night. This mm. is the golden era of Premier League football for Tottenham Hotspur Football Club under Poch, right? Yeah. The best Premier League football we've ever played since the 1992-93 season started. And it's so important. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, 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 it does summer, sound a bit of a mess, doesn't it? It is so important. Unfortunately, it is the international break this weekend, but the drama never stops. But don't worry, next week we'll be trying to put it right on the Spurs Fan Show. We'll see you next week. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.